hello everyone and uh, welcome back to another episode of pediatric surgery talks so this is going to be the part 2 of uh, the talks that series of talks that i had started about how to use social media as a marketing tool uh, so in the previous talk um, we discussed why and how of social media marketing why it is relevant today how the market has changed how the patient's perceptions and expectations from you have changed and i think it's important to be uh, moving along with the times you can't afford uh, to have the same traditional model of practice alone anymore i am not saying that is irrelevant or is not important it is uh, that's the basics of your practice those are the fundamentals on how you build your practice and your name but at the same time uh, digital media uh, if I was to use that term digital media has added a new dimension to your um, to your uh, practice and and it will not be correct on your part to be absent from it and not make use of it in the right sense so in this episode we are going to talk about Facebook and YouTube in the next one I'll probably talk about Instagram and having your own websites and and then maybe subsequently we can talk about all these in the same podcast about other websites that have come up so um, I think um, Facebook in the last decade has really revolutionized uh, social interactions amongst individuals um, in fact it is so well penetrated uh, that you know uh, it's it's estimated that about every one in six or every second or third person on on this planet has a facebook account and that's quite a lot uh, and in fact uh, i don't know about other countries maybe uh, there the usage is shrinking but in india uh, facebook is booming and booming in a way that it caters to the very basic needs of of an indian see we indians but in, in in general are fairly social people are fairly talkative people we want to express our opinions we want to be heard and unfortunately the lifestyle in the last 10 15 dec uh, years ensured that we became more and more isolated from each other you know um, hardly anybody knows their neighbor nowadays uh, especially in the big cities and so so, uh, so uh, uh, you know facebook gave them an opportunity to be connected so it's so for 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 the millennial generation like i said uh, now i'm not saying everyone but this holds true for a vast majority of them uh, for a vast majority of them facebook is their window to the world this is where they pick up their politics this is where they pick up you know uh, good things bad things they see good videos they see bad videos they form opinions they change opinions uh, so apart from Google, the second uh, place where they would really go to search and know more about someone would be Facebook, especially if you're looking to find out something about uh, a certain person uh, in more details. And like I said in the past, uh, in, the, in the previous talk, that patients today are no longer just looking for getting a surgery done by a good surgeon. Uh, they're looking for an overall good experience and and it is extremely important as a doctor today more than ever to be really humble communicative and be very honest with your patient explain everything to them 
see unlike the previous generation this generation of patients are far more knowledgeable have done their research and are more open to accepting the complications if they happen the issue being what they want from you is proper communication at every level that yes you know this is something that can go wrong may go wrong or will go wrong and this is how we are going to deal with it it's unlike in the past where you know these things didn't happen now i know the current trend of that you see of violence against doctors uh, wherever there is an adverse outcome or if there is a complication you hear a lot of those things they are incidents and and maybe some day we are going to talk about in what way we can uh, change the environment to bring about a change in that behavior to some extent but by and large patients today are far more aware of the disease want to know more about it want to be involved in the treatment of their child and and it's it's important as the caregiver to to do that so anyway moving back to facebook so i'm sure all of you have a facebook account then the first question that comes is should you have a personal page or should you have a professional page should you have them separate now uh, i understand that in the past you know the professional life and personal life were very different because patients could not be communicative with you uh but the fact is today uh, if i've have had a consultation with the patient and they've been very happy with me and they decide to get the surgery of the child done by me invariably either after the consultation or after the surgery or maybe after first follow up more often than not i'll get a friend request from them on facebook now uh, personally speaking i'm going to talk only about because this is something very personal so i'm going to talk about only from my personal perspective it is an individual's choice uh, i by nature by my tendency i'm more like a gp you know i am i'm more i'm not like a super specialist when it comes to uh, as far as my practice is concerned you know my practice is more like a gp in the sense that i like to be involved i like to build relationships with my patients i like to become friends with them uh, because uh, that's how i am i i always tend to give a personal touch to whatever uh, patient i am treating and i tend to get emotionally involved with my patients you know if they get heal well gives me joy if there's an adverse outcome it makes me depressed i know it's not a very healthy way of approaching your practice but that's how i am so i speak for myself i would accept their request we would become friends some of my uh, oldest uh, you know old patients are really good friends of mine and uh, and that that shows so it's a personal choice uh, as far as i'm concerned i have not made that distinction between my personal uh, fb page and a, and a professional fb page i have kept them same though i must say that uh, as far as my family and my personal life is concerned i anyway never used to share too much on facebook Uh, so there would be occasional pics of some uh, place i have visited some photographs of those places but never personal photographs of my family uh, or anything else uh, you know so it was always a kind of a semi personal uh, page as far as i was concerned so for me to keep it uh, like that and to add you know my achievements on it if you have done some exceedingly nice surgery if you have done something odd 
if you have done something which is rare and not done so often in, uh, or if it's some achievement that i have received like you know so uh, i would put i put them up on facebook and and what happens is it 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 disseminates very fast you know if you have 200 people liking it each one of them will get that on their page they will have 200 more friends 500 more friends and everybody gets to see it and and it's all about recall value let's be honest this whole uh, rigmarole of social media marketing is about basically creating a recall value in the mind of an individual about you regarding certain diseases so if he sees a post about me doing a 4.5 kg pyeloplasty robotically today a kidney surgery uh, it's more likely that if at all in anybody in his uh, friend circle lands up with that kind of a condition in their child he's more likely to recollect my name and say you know what i had seen that facebook post of this particular doctor does that translate into a patient may not but does it cost me anything no it doesn't cost me money it doesn't cost me time it doesn't cost me anything it's just a facebook post which you know becomes a marketing tool in itself for you and it is self propagating you don't have to keep sharing it again and again it will stay there and it will get shared by people and if anybody does a search back into the record he's going to find it so it's something that just keeps adding on uh, and and you know it's it's a process it's it's not something that happens overnight or in two months three months but over a period of time you're going to have this repository of of posts with uh, you know surgical excellence uh, with uh, unique surgical skills that you have about other posts you know you can put up posts on each and every a disease condition a short write up if you don't want to make a separate blog of yours so this is how uh, you know it's a process uh, you need to get into it you need to get habituated to it and then you got to continue with it and i think the single biggest success mantra if i can tell you as far as social media is concerned which i have learned by looking at some very successful uh non medical social media personalities is that you need to be regular uh like i said the game is all about having a recall value and if you can manage that by being regular uh it's something that can be done uh can professionals do you it for you yes they can but trust me professional posts are just that they are professional posts they are professional pages they are not managed by you you don't get to update them you don't provide personalized content and that difference shows so either ways is fine like i said some presence is better than having no presence so so you decide how how you wish to proceed as far as facebook is concerned now moving on to some topic which is very very dear to my heart as as some of you might be knowing is is uh, a youtube channel uh just to give you a little history you know i i recognized the the potential in a in a youtube channel or a, a youtube as a media was way back in 2013 and that's when i had made my youtube account uh unfortunately in those days i didn't have much uh, of the tools of the trade so to speak to to make videos and 
unfortunately um, you know it it just lagged uh, but you know in 2015 when i shifted to kokila ben i realized that here uh, we are anywhere recording all the laparoscopic surgeries and robotic surgeries by default and it's just a question of me acquiring a media file on my pen drive or to a dvd and then you know proceeding with showcasing my work on 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 youtube so that's where my journey for youtube began in in earnest in fact it was in 2016 that i actually posted my first video full 3 years after making my my youtube account um in the beginning uh, it was more of a learning process for myself as to what am i doing uh, it was a record to be kept because um, uh, you know this was point the 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 whole genesis of starting this in in real earnest came from a patient of mine uh, you know when i told them that you know this surgery can be done laparoscopic and, and they were like Ki, uh, i don't know sir they had come all the way from calcutta and they were like no but we have been told that this can only be done open and how is that possible and you know i didn't really have any evidence to tell them as to uh, how to prove to you that this can be done and then i spoke to their general practitioner their family doctor and eventually they got convinced i did the surgery and they were very happy about it but that's where the whole genesis of this channel started that uh, okay if i am doing some work how do i show the evidence of it to my patient you know uh, how do i prove to them ki you know i have done these surgeries before and as they say you know in forensic medicine recipes are locator that the evidence speaks for itself so today uh, with god's grace with all the persistence of and diligence and stubbornness that i had to to to, to record the surgeries to edit them to learn editing to put those videos out there even if they seemed uh, seemingly stupid videos like appendicectomies and pyeloplasties and other stuff and and i was like you know i am going to put them out and to today if if any patient has any uh, you know query I, i just tell them you know i i've printed my youtube channel address on the back of my visiting card and i tell them you know why don't you just google me and then have a look at the youtube video of of that particular uh, a surgery and and <clears throat> if you go back to the right beginning of my videos you'll find they were very basic videos with very small captions no voice overs no history nothing and and then as i as i kept going along uh, you know you, you start learning better editing techniques you start learning how to introduce uh, you know uh, switch overs from one scene to the other how the transitions are made you need to put introductory slides And then now graduating on to putting on voice overs in your videos so that people can understand what i am doing in a better way so uh, it's been a journey it's it's not something that gets done overnight or on a short duration of time and uh, frankly a lot of people have spoken to me about my channel a lot of people have got inspired about that and uh, you know i've i've seen them delegating that work to their juniors but trust me uh just like on facebook and google uh, if it's if it's not a personal touch they are probably it will show uh, you know uh, a video made by you where you are trying to put across a message is very different from a video being edited by somebody else and and then put up in your name uh, i think that's that's 
that's not the way I would want to do it because see uh, to, uh, I take YouTube channel as as my calling card to the world that if you need to know something about me what I do uh, and how passionate I am about my work how seriously I take my work and uh, then then the YouTube channel is my showcase and that's where you get to see everything so we have discussed how to edit these things and all in the past so I'm not going into the details of that what I'm going to go into detail about YouTube is something that you probably won't be knowing about YouTube. Uh, if you go into you, if you have a YouTube channel and you go into a YouTube studio, which is where, uh, which is a part of your creator uh, studio, as we call it, there is an immense amount of data that YouTube collects from people who view your channel. And trust me when I say immense amount of data, it is immense amount of data. You can find out the demographics of people who are watching your channel. You can find out the age, the sex of the people, the region from which they are watching and they, and it comes out in real percentages that for example, last video I did 80% of people were from India, 12% were from US, 5% were from Egypt. These are off the cuff numbers. I don't remember exact numbers, but what I mean is it can actually give you a breakup or region wise breakup. Who's watching your videos? Why they are watching your videos? What was the search term that they put into YouTube to make your video pop out? And how do you use this? You be smart and you use this in the right way. There are tags that you give to your videos at the end of the at the end of uh, the editing. It tells you what tags would you want to. If you put the tags as those commonly searched terms, it's obvious the hit rate of your video increases. You come to know the demographics. You come to understand that okay, this video has been viewed so many times. Should I put a similar video? You know, I I've had one uh, hernia video which has which is now approaching one lakh views i have two hyperspadias videos with a combined viewership in excess of 20000 now see they may not sound much in terms of youtube numbers today when you talk about big youtube vloggers but that's not the target audience uh, you know but if you look at the target audience that we are talking about of parents with hyperspadias or surgeons interested in hyperspadia surgery 20000 is a big number it's a huge number, you know. I recently put up a PSARP video, uh, and and it just crossed. Uh, sorry, uh, a laparoscopic concise procedure, and it's crossed uh, two thousand views just like that, you know. So, if you look at the target audience that we are talking about, this is big numbers. And now, uh, you know, you get comments, you get people asking you queries on uh, as comments in your on your on your channel. Uh, you answer those queries some of them have actually got converted into patients who have come down got operated by me for hypospadias especially and that's how uh, i would i would give a huge credit to my youtube channel and those two hypospadias videos uh, for literally lifting up my hypospadias practice in in the last couple of years and uh, that's how it is so it's not just about videos it's about Understanding the data that YouTube gives back to you, understanding the demographics. I know it's not supposed to be your work. You know, there are professionals available for all this. But 
I like to do it myself because it keeps you in touch with the latest. It keeps you up with the times and and that helps engaging what's going on in the world. It may sound very out of the worldish for you, but trust me, uh, you know it's it's if it's if it's a time of a smartphone, it's time for a super smart doctor also, and you need to understand that. Be with the times. You have a smartphone with you, and if you are being the audience by watching other YouTube videos, by watching entertainment videos on YouTube, using FB for, use it in a smart way. Make it a tool for yourself. Do the analysis. Do the hard work. It doesn't take a lot of time, but what it does is it creates a massive online presence for you. and and that is the crux of all this of the social using social media as a marketing tool is to build up a, a a huge online presence and a profile for yourself along with the traditional ways of practice which is making you know being humble talking to people be ready to answer questions be approachable building up contacts meeting pediatricians all that traditional ways have to be done but trust me uh, this does not take a long time once you have got used to it see there was a time when i started i used to take about an hour or two hours to edit a single video uh, or that single poor quality video that you see and and now uh, you know it takes me about 15 20 minutes to finish editing a single video adding a voice over it to it takes another 20 minutes so it's about half an hour to 40 minutes of your time per video and like i said like your fb post this youtube video is permanent it's there you don't have to take any more effort for it it will take the effort for you it will generate the views it will generate the search terms it's generate the hits it will generate interest in people who will get back to you with their queries and may get you know converted into patients so this is how you use and definitely use data analysis which fp doesn't provide you obviously but youtube does provide you with the data immense amount of data of your viewers so like i said like your smartphone be smart uh, thank you so much for having your patience if you've been listening till now uh, in the next podcast like i said we we will discuss instagram and website creation and how to utilize them for your practice Uh thank you so much have a wonderful day